0: If you have your Bible with you today, take it and turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And as you turn there, I have a question for you. Do not answer out loud. All right, rhetorical question, but I do want (laughs) want you to to think about this. It's kind of a serious question. Could someone imitate your life and live a God-honoring life? Could someone imitate your life? And having imitated your life, live a a life that honors God and glorifies God? Today, we arrive at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17, where we're going to hear a challenge from Paul that's very much like that. It's, It's going to be, in fact, a challenge to follow godly examples to look around us for godly examples to follow and imitate. Of course, the implication is that believers in Jesus should also be godly examples. So you need to look for godly examples to follow, but but if you're a believer in Jesus, if you say, I'm following Christ, then you, you should be striving to be a godly example that someone else could follow and become more like Christ having done so. Thankfully, God has given us the best example of all in the Lord Jesus Christ. We observed the Lord's Supper this morning, and we were reminded of what Christ has accomplished for us in His sinlessness, going to the cross for us. Of course, we have His example in the Bible. We have His life lived uh, um, displayed for us there. God has also given us godly examples in people like Paul. We see his example again and again in this letter to the Philippian church. And God has given us people around us who love the Lord, who have devoted their lives to following Christ, people around us whom we can imitate and become more godly for following them. Now, from the text before us, we're going to see that God also gives us godly examples and especially the ones we're going to talk about this morning, are the ones that He gives us in the church. This is important, that we look for godly examples to follow. It's also important that we be godly examples that people can find and follow. Of course, care should be given. I can't say this without stating this. This is not to be taken lightly. Care should be given in choosing the example you should follow. It's like your mother telling you, you know, be careful of the friends you choose. It's true in the church; you need to be careful about the the people you choose to imitate. We should be certain that their lives are godly examples of biblical truth. This uh, we're going to touch on this, but this is so important. One of the ways you know if someone's life is is aligning with the truth is to be a reader of the Bible yourself. So you so you may. Be looking to others' godly examples, but you also need to be reading the Bible for yourself so you know what truth looks like, a life lived for God looks like. God's Word never fails to give us the examples that we have and need in the Bible, and the Bible will never fail us, and the Bible will instruct us and help us to be good, uh, good fruit inspectors, so to speak, so that we'll know, that's a person I should follow, they're doing what the Bible says." There is, of course, the chance that the person you respect and you look at and you think, I think he's following Christ, fails you in some way, even sins grievously and fails to be a godly example. That's also possible. An example of this, uh, someone I respected who's preaching and writing, I, was, I have been very encouraged by over the years, a fellow by the name of Ravi Zacharias, you may have heard of him in the last year or so, shortly after he died last year, news broke of a serious moral failure in the midst of his ministry. He had a moral failure, and it didn't become apparent or public until after he died. I was deeply saddened by that. I had heard him speak in person. I had heard him speak the truths of God's Word. I have books of his in my library that I had found very encouraging. Uh, so you need to be very careful who you align your life with. I had also learned that, that I should not limit whose teaching I listen to, to one person. And so even though I was grieved by what I saw uh, from Ravi Zacharias' life after he died— I was glad that I hadn't only followed Robbie Zacharias. There are other people who have greatly encouraged me and whose ministry has been a benefit to me. Sadly, there have been many who have fallen. Uh, many of us could name people that we know personally. Many of us could name public figures in the church or the church at large. We could name them. Uh, there have been many who have fallen who appeared to be walking faithfully with the Lord. And there will be more. I warn you, there will be more who fall away in the future. May it not be us. May we take teaching like this from God's Word very seriously and very personally. So we should always make the examples in the Bible our first examples. You need to, when I say look for godly examples, as you look around the church for godly examples to follow, that does not mean you skip looking at the Bible. You need to begin looking at the Bible for the wisdom of God's Word to help train your your mind and heart to recognize a growing and maturing believer whom you can imitate. If your faith is in Jesus, God is calling you to live in such a way that others can safely imitate you and become more like Jesus. That's what God is calling us to as a church. And to be a godly example, we will need many godly examples ourselves. So let's look at the text, and we'll start our reading in verse 12, where we began our study last week. So I want you to follow along in your Bible, Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. And I'll begin reading there in the English Standard Version. Not that I, writes Paul, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead i press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus let those of us who are mature think this way and if in anything you think otherwise god will reveal that also to you only let us hold true to what we have attained and then verse 17 is going to be our focus today brothers Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Verse 17 is interesting. Leading up to it, verses 12 through 16, we see there Paul giving instruction. Paul says there, press on toward the goal. Press on heavenward. Press on to live a godly life as you look to your eternal home in Christ. This one thing I do, says Paul. This is what you need, a singular passion and focus about serving the Lord Jesus Christ with your whole life. Whatever vocation you have, whatever your family is, whatever your neighbors are, whatever your coworkers are, that's where God wants you to serve Him wholeheartedly with that kind of passion that Paul shows, this one thing I do, I press on, I press heavenward, I want to get there and hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. Paul was not perfect, though. And he, he points to that. You've seen that. He had not arrived at sinless perfection, but he was resolved to keep pressing on To keep dealing with temptation and sin, to keep becoming more Christ-like with every day that God gave him this side of heaven. Verse 17 is interesting because instead of simply saying, follow the example of Christ, instead of just stopping there, which he could have done, he could have said, just follow Jesus' example. He doesn't stop there. God, in fact, moved Paul because Paul and the other biblical writers are inspired by God to write what they wrote. God moved Paul to write about himself and others, saying, Follow our example. Follow our example, such as Epaphroditus and Timothy, who we've seen him speak of. Now, in no way is Paul saying, look at how great we are. You, You don't know any Christians like us. You should follow us. That's not what he's saying. He's not bragging about himself when he says that they should imitate his example. He admits that he's imperfect, and we heard it in verse 12 a moment ago. Not, he says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on. So Paul still dealt with temptation and sin. We know that from some of his other writings. He knew he was still imperfect this side of heaven. He knew He had not fully arrived, but he was pressing on. He was trying to shape his life after the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and after the truths of God's Word. So what should people imitate in Paul? And what should people imitate in other believers? And what should people be able to imitate in us as we follow Christ? I think the emphasis in the text here that Paul wanted the believers at Philippi to imitate is his single-mindedness in following Christ. His single-mindedness. We touched on that heavily last week. I just want to remind you of it today. He was single-minded. I think that's what he's challenging believers to. Follow our example. Be single-minded in your devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. As imperfect as Paul knew he was, God was changing him. He was working on him. God was working on the inside out on paul god was growing paul in christ likeness and you can see his single-mindedness in following christ and growing in christ pursuing obedience in verses 12 13 and 14 i read them but let me point to them again verse 12 not that i have already obtained this where i'm already perfect but i press on can you say that about your life i press on i'm not perfect I'm still dealing with temptation and sin, but I'm still aiming for Christ-likeness. I'm pressing on in my life. Verse 13, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. Is Is that your life? Is that your desire? Verse 14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says, I'm looking forward to heaven, but I'm here on earth right now, and I want to be faithful until the day I see Christ face to face. The example to follow in Paul and in other believers is their single-minded, passionate pursuit of growth in Christ. And though Paul is not perfect, he is a godly example to others who need godly examples. You realize you need godly examples. I need godly examples. We all need godly examples around us. This is a real challenge to all believers today also. If you're a believer in Jesus, are you, like Paul in this, are you single-minded in your desire to live for Christ? Are you saying, this one thing I do in your desire to glorify God with the way that you live? Are you passionate about becoming more like Jesus? are you passionate about getting into the word of god every day so that the word transforms your mind and your heart so that you hunger and thirst for righteousness and pleasing the lord with the way that you live the implication here is that should be our desire that should be our passion this is what i pray for us is that this is our desire and passion now note why this is important to imitate paul and others why should people be able to imitate us? Why attempt to imitate Paul? And why should other believers be able to imitate us and follow Christ as we follow Christ? We're going to look closer at this next time, but you can see the answer in verses 18 and 19. Go ahead and look at verses 18 and 19 here in the text. Verse 18 starts with the word for. So here's the answer. Why? Why? For many, verse 18, of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Why imitate godly examples? Why pursue a single-minded devotion to Christ and being more Christ-like and holy in your conduct because you need this for your own growth in Christ you need this god intended for the church the body of Christ to come together to encourage one another to grow together in Christ likeness for there to be godly examples in our midst that we can look to and imitate and become more Christ-like in the way that we live, so that we in turn can be godly examples to other people who come along. And you get the idea. Don't be like those who walk as enemies of the cross of Christ, is what Paul is going to say next. Don't be like them. Don't be like those whose end is destruction, who don't know Christ. Don't be like those whose God is their belly, who only live for today and what they can get out of today and what feels good and what feels right. And what we love to hear, we don't love to hear these days, is live your own truth. Don't live that way. Don't be like those who who glory in their shame. Don't be like those who are single-minded in pursuit of earthly things. Be like this, brothers, Verse 17, look at it again. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So Im- imitate Paul's example so that you are not like those who are single-minded in their pursuit of everything but obedience to, to God. Why follow godly examples? Why be an example of obedience to Christ? Because all believers need Godly examples, godly examples of people who say, this one thing I do, as they live for God's glory. Paul could confidently say, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us because he and others like him have learned to focus on this one thing I do, a single-minded devotion to following Christ. We hear a similar statement Paul wrote to the church at Corinth where he says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That ought to be our desire as believers that people could come along and, and befriend us and spend time with us and because I'm following Christ, they can imitate us safely and become more like Christ. Jesus Christ is always Paul's example and focus because Jesus came to this earth and lived a sinless life and died on the cross taking the punishment for our sins. We observe the Lord's Supper this morning to remind ourselves to to humbly remember that truth. It is that sinless example of self-sacrifice and submission to, To Jesus, God the Son, that uh, the submission of Jesus, God the Son, to God the Father. You see, the Son submitted to His heavenly Father, God the Father, saying, Not my will be done, but your will be done. And this was the Father's will, that He pour out His just and righteous wrath on His sinless Son, so that we could know forgiveness of sins. This is what Paul had in mind when he wrote what we learned of back in chapter two, telling us to follow the example of Jesus, his humble submission. Philippians two verses five through eight: Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a, a thing to be grasped. And in other words, though he had the power. And though he is God in the flesh, he chose not to use that power. Verse 7, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is where Paul is telling us to follow the example of Christ. And then he moves on, and in here in the middle of chapter three, he's saying, look. And you have other godly examples, those who are pressing on, those who are saying, this one thing I do, follow their example also as we follow Christ. Paul could say, join in imitating me because Paul practiced what he preached. It's in 1 Corinthians 9 where we see how Paul, following the example of Christ, was laying aside many of his rights, things that people would say, well, that's my right. Paul could have said, that's my right to have this or do that. He laid those things aside. We see that example in 1 Corinthians 9, laying aside many of those rights to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. That makes Him a powerful example for us and for those around Him. So He could preach the gospel. He could proclaim Christ and Him crucified. He humbled Himself, becoming like Christ, so that others would be led to faith in Jesus, so that others would see His godly example and believe in His Savior Paul learned from Jesus to serve and not be served. The focus was never Paul. The focus was always Christ so that others would see Christ, so that others would be saved. And that's what we need to learn from Paul as he says here in Philippians 3.17, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So this is my prayer for us in this church, that we would all be people who are godly examples. That we would all long to be that for other people, for one another. That we would all be single-minded in our pursuit of Christ-likeness. That we would all be pressing on in our obedience to Christ and in an area of Life where one of us is a weak example. Someone else in the church, the body of Christ, is a stronger example of how we ought to obey. This is part of why we exist as the body of Christ. This is part of why God gathers the local church and communities and fellowships of believers to gather together to encourage each other, to admonish one another, to strengthen one another with godly examples to follow. And we can all do this by following Christ, following godly examples, and being the kind of believers that others can imitate. Is that your desire? Is that true of your life? Are you the type of Christian that others can imitate and learn to follow Christ? We know we're not perfect. We remember this often, don't we? That we're not perfect, that we're still dealing with temptation, we're still dealing with sin. Christians are not perfect, but if you're following Christ, you can be a powerful example to others to also follow Christ. An example of this is what Paul writes to Titus. It's interesting. Paul is instructing Titus with what he is to be teaching the church in how to conduct themselves as followers of Christ. And in Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, he tells Titus how to conduct himself before the church. He says to him, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us. So here's Paul instructing Titus, encouraging Titus to be an example of good works, be an example in the church that people can follow, that people can imitate and become more Christ-like because they've imitated you. Titus was to be someone in the church people could emulate. In fact, these same things should be true of us. Did you hear those, those words of instruction that Paul gives to Titus? These same things should be true of all people in the church, that we should be models of good works. In our teaching, show integrity, dignity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Oh, the world may say evil things about God's children, but they ought not be true. Living the Christian life and being single-minded in our devotion to Christ is not easy, is it? I know that some of you are sitting there thinking, you don't know what you're asking me to do. I do know what I'm asking you to do, because I'm asking myself to do it. And I know how hard it is, personally. We know, we all deal with temptation and sin. We all must be convicted in our hearts before God at times. Living the Christian life and being single-minded in our devotion is not easy. But we have this hope. We have God's help. When God gives us instruction in His Word, He does not tell us something that we must do without also giving us the ability to do it with His help. With His help is the important part. We have His Word. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to help you. You have the body of Christ to help you, to come alongside you, to serve you, to serve alongside you, to encourage you toward Christ. And we hear God's word calling to us today again and again and throughout the scriptures to be godly examples. Be the kinds of examples that people can imitate and become more Christ-like having done so. I want to get really practical here for a moment. I want to give you four practical examples of what being a godly example should look like in your life. First of all, be An active member of the church. This is what God wants of all of His children. He wants us to to find a local body of believers and become become part of that body of believers. For us, it's as church membership. Become a member. Maybe you are a member. Become active. Serve in the body of Christ. Become a member. If you are a member, become an active and faithful servant in the church. And here's what I mean look for ways to serve and be around mature believers. Look for ways to be around other godly believers and serve alongside them so that you can watch the way they live and imitate their godly life that aligns with God's Word. That's number one. Be an active member in the church. Number two, as you observe the life of godly believers, be careful to follow the example where they are mature and be careful not to follow the example where they are immature. And you need to know God's Word for this. So again and again, I'm going to keep pointing you back to being a reader of God's Word. And if you faithfully read the Bible day in and day out, read systematically through the Bible year in and year out, God will train your heart, your eyes, your mind to see the kinds of examples that you should follow. So observe the life of godly believers. Be careful to follow their godly example. Be careful not to follow their, their example that's not godly Thirdly, as you look for examples to follow, look for more than one person to imitate. Look for more than one person to be a discipling influence in your life. Look in the church. Yes, and that's exactly what we see in the text before us. But I will say this, before before we say, uh, I've got to have an example in the church, make sure that you are looking to God's Word for your example. Look first to Christ. Follow Jesus. If you say, I'm a believer in Jesus, be a follower of Jesus. Read the Bible every day looking for godly examples that God has put there for you also. You have the Lord Jesus Christ. You have many other saints who have gone before you, demonstrated for you in the Word of God that you can emulate. Your first example, of course, is Jesus, and the Bible will help you discern whose example you should follow. And there are many more godly saints in the Scriptures to follow as well. But look also to the saints who have gone before you in this way. Look for those who have gone on before you and have finished well. You can pick up good Christian biographies of godly saints who have finished well and you can read about them and let their lives speak to your heart and challenge you. And then fourthly, as you look at your life, ask yourself, who are you discipling? Who are you discipling? You might be saying, wait, wait, I'm supposed to be discipling somebody? How How do I do that? Here's what I mean. Who are the people you spend time with? Who are the people that you are around the most? Are you, and think of those people, are you a godly influence in their life? Are you a godly influence for the sake of Christ. Are you someone whose example is worth following? Are you someone whose example is is Christ-like and godly and encouraging? Do people, after having been with you, find that they hunger to be more like Christ? Are you killing the sin of complaining and arguing, which we've heard Paul address in our studies here in Philippians. There are several things that Paul has pointed to and we've discussed already in our studies. This can be a powerful negative example. Do we complain? Do we argue? We need to kill that sin. We need to be done with that so that we can become honoring to God, that we know the joy of the Lord, and so that we can be godly example to others. Are you a person who considers the needs of others ahead of your own? Are you a person who lives with a single-minded devotion to glorifying and honoring God with your life? Can you identify with Paul when he says, this one thing I do, pressing on, I press toward the mark of the upward call. Are you a person who is regularly, and I'll touch on this again because it's so important, are you regularly, systematically, and repeatedly reading through the whole Bible? You need God's Word to train your heart to look for godly examples, and to be a godly example. And then I'll add this. Are you a person of prayer? God has given you this privilege of speaking to Him about every need in your life. You may realize you need help in growing in your walk with Christ. Ask God for help. Ask God for wisdom from His Word. Ask God for godly examples around you that you can imitate. Are you a person of prayer? So how about you this morning? Go back to my original question, or at least a form of it. If others followed your example, would they be more like Jesus? Would they be more like Christ?